ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम माय बाउ टू द लॉर्ड वसुदेवा जय टू यू फ्रेंड्स आई वुड लाइक टू रीड सेवरल स्टैंडर्स नाउ फ्रॉम चैप्टर टू of the Bhagavad Gita, starting with 50. One who lives united to cosmic wisdom passes beyond the effects of both virtue and vice, even while living in this body. Therefore, devote yourself through wisdom to achieving the oneness of yoga. Such alone is right action. Those who have mastered their thoughts escape the confines of the mind and become engrossed in cosmic wisdom, they, realize, they, they, realizing the illusory nature of ego, become freed from the chains of rebirth and attain that state which transcends all suffering. When your perception pierces the dark mists of delusion, you will become indifferent to everything you have heard about this world and the next. And stanza 53, when your discrimination is no longer tossed about by opinions, but abides unshaken in soul bliss, then you will attain final, final union with God. And so Krishna is saying that what you need to do is the only really right action is that which will take you in the direction of soul freedom. You may do good works in this world, you may help the poor, you may help the suffering as a doctor, you may do many good things for which you will get good karma. But good karma alone will not take you out of karma. Even the best of karma will keep you in the thought that I am doing it, I have helped people, and so on. I remember somebody who was involved, he wanted to write music, and I I saw that his music was derivative. It was not his own music. It was just uh, a style that was already here, and there was, it said nothing. So I tried to discourage him, and he, he said to me, but you know how it is when you have this uh, need to compose. You've, you've got to compose. You've got to do it. And uh, I said, no, I don't know how it is. I have written many pieces. I've never felt that I have done them. He has given me what I had to say. And... Uh, uh, this is right action is when you don't feel that you are the doer. But as long as you feel that you are composing this music or helping these poor or curing these ailing people and nursing them and so on, as long as there's that thought that I am doing it, you're still bound. However good the karma, still you are bound. You don't need to express this self. Many people think I've just got to express myself. Why? That's your ego talking. You don't need to express anything. You need to be. You need to be one with God. And all the best composers have said this. There's a talk, uh, a book called My Talks with Great Composers by George A. Bell. It's a very interesting book. It speaks of the great composers like Brahms, to whom he spoke, that uh, they, they felt that their, their inspiration came from God, Handel, the same thing. 
all the great composers, they don't feel that it's they who are doing it. Or to the extent that they do, they are less in their ability to produce really good music. Mind-born music can never reach. You can never create good melodies if you think the milk, no, Horschel is good, no, up, down, little variety, all that mind-born stuff, it will never give you what you would like to do, which is inspired music, inspired thoughts, inspired inspiration, if you can use that expression. We must understand what Krishna is talking about here is the state of jivan mukta, of complete freedom from ego, and therefore of the need for rebirth. A jivan mukta is one who has finally attained oneness with God and has realized that his ego does not exist except as a manifestation of the infinite self. A jivan mukta may come back to this world. He doesn't have to. He can work it out on the other plane too. He can work it out in visions. But if he comes back, it will be to help other people. And an avatar, one who is completely free and comes back in that state of freedom, maintaining only that little desire, that desireless desire, to help other people. Such a person, when he is reborn, can carry many, many people to God's shores. Such are people like Jesus Christ, Krishna, Ramakrishna, Yogananda, all the great masters of our particular line, and other great souls that have been born again and again into this world. Buddha is one, Shankaracharya was one, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was one, all of these people, they have come only to help other people and they have nothing to work out of themselves. But Ajivan Mukta, who is reborn still as Ajivan Mukta, he still, he may come back for his disciples, but he cannot lift that vast number of people that one who has come only as a channel for God into this world. The goal of life though, and to achieve that state of Jivan Mukta, we must be even-minded. Now, Krishna is not telling the whole story here because to attain that even-mindedness is very difficult without the practice of yoga, which he's also encouraging here. So we have to go and read the whole scripture to get the whole thing. For one thing, he's not talked in these senses about the need for a guru. And many people think, well, what's the need of a guru? I can read everything I need to in the books. But a guru knows your nature. He knows what you need to work out. He knows the particular work you need to do. It's not like being in a monastery where a superior tells you the work needs you for this. He's thinking only, a true guru thinks only in terms of you need this organizational work for what you need spiritually. And he will take you out of that work otherwise. There was one disciple of his, James Collar, his name was, and he, one time, well, James was a very peculiar fellow. He would uh, not follow the rules very well. One time he, because we didn't eat meat, he was a vegetarian, but he was on the highway coming to Enzanitas to meet my, our guru. And uh, all they had on the, in this restaurant was hamburgers. And so he thought, oh, well, he won't know. And so he had a couple of hamburgers and felt what a, left there feeling well satisfied. When he talked to his guru on the phone when he reached Encinitas, his guru talked to him a little bit about different things. And he said, oh, by the way, when you're out on the highway late at night and you come to a place that has nothing but hamburgers, 
better not eat anything. Well, he knew. He told me, I know every thought you think. Some people would be scared by that, but I was not, because I knew that I was seeking freedom. And if he could help me out of my bondage, all the better. If I had made mistakes, I wanted to know them so I could get rid of them. But the slokas here don't talk about the need for a guru. And yet, Krishna has talked about that before, and we'll talk about it again. And without the guidance of a guru, how do you work your way out of this labyrinth of confusion and self-justification that you are living in? And I say it to you because I'm saying it to everybody. We're all in that. How do we get out of it? By attunement with his little thread, like the thread of Ariadne, who guided Theseus out of the labyrinth with the Minotaur. And when you follow this thread, little by bit, Little by little, you will find that attunement with the guru will lead you out of your own particular delusions into the free skies of spirit. But the goal of life, remember, is one, to attain jivan mukta, which means freed while living. Joy to you.